0: And hello again, everyone. I'm John Ray on the price and value journey. Welcome. Um, I'm delighted to welcome Isabella Bedoya. She is the founder of Fame Hackers and Fame Hackers is an AI powered marketing agency that helps grow and monetize personal brands, leveraging both LinkedIn and YouTube. They assist in AI deployment for organizations who want to integrate AI into their operational workflows in order to make their teams more efficient and saving on labor costs. And um, I think part of that involves getting some clients along the way, too, because I see that in your work as well, Isabella. Thank you so much for joining us on the price and value journey.
1: Thank you so much for having me, John.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. So let's talk a little bit about you and your background first and how you got, uh, your journey and and what's taken your work in this direction.
1: Sure. So I started in the marketing realm. Um, I used to do influencer marketing campaigns, digital marketing, and, uh, in the process, you know, I started a a coaching business and I was helping other people do this for themselves. And, uh, Earlier this year, even like towards end of last year, um I came across Chat as the whole world, right? I think got released in November. And that kind of made the big shift because at first I kind of like dismissed it. I had used tools like, you know, Jasper and whatever. And uh so at first I was like, okay, that's that's cool. But then when I actually tested it to work on a client project, that just changed my life completely. <laughs> okay. Ever since then, I've been like obsessed with, with GBT with AI. I, it's just one of those things I can't stop talking about.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I love that. I love that that's the case because we need to talk to you. So uh, <laughs> and, and folks need to hear from you about that work. So um, I'm curious about that project. You don't have to mention names, of course, sure. but just the nature of that project, that uh, the insights that came out of that for you, and and when what um, that gave you a sense of the power of of Chat GPT and AI generally?
1: Yes, I think I think um, for for everyone, from what I've been understanding, when as I talk to people, everybody has that kind of like aha moment that it just clicks, and all of a sudden they become obsessed with it. And in in my case, I was working on a I was, I was working on a digital marketing campaign for. One of our clients who's doing like a Taylor Swift uh, giveaway, he's giving like tickets away for a Taylor Swift concert. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with like the whole entire marketing plan. You know, how are we going to do this? Who are we going to target? What the videos are going to be about? Like all of of the things that normally would have taken us about a week Mm -hmm. and like at least three people involved. I did the whole thing in like two hours from start to finish, sent in an email, here's what we're going to do. (laughs)
0: wow (laughs) and and so um but how did that happen though i mean because you you i mean you developed the insights along the way while you were working on this to be able to do all that
1: yeah. So it's basically like what it comes down to with chat GPT. Um, it's about how good of a prompt you can write the more precise. Mm-hmm. So prior to this, um, you know, using it for this client application in particular, I had already been playing around with it for like single use cases, like, you know, write that line of a book or every time I thought of like a possible use case, I would run to chat GPT and try it and see what, what came out. So, when I did this whole um marketing strategy for this particular project, all it, like it was just basically a lot of just tweaking the prompt until I got the output that I wanted and once I got that output, I was like, okay, I need to replicate that um I, I probably also googled a little bit like you know what kind of how to type how, how to type the prompt that's that's very important also like what to include in the prompt um. But yeah, I just kind of, you know, in the beginning I was just kind of like everything that was in my head. I was just putting it as a prompt, no real strategy and, and just seeing what came out.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I got Yeah, that makes sense. So so what what's been the uh, or maybe it's too early to know, but what's been the outcome of this marketing strategy uh uh outline that you put together?
1: Yeah, so so far uh we're we're just in the midst of it. Um just started actually putting this uh maybe about two or three weeks ago, but like actually putting the videos out. Um, From what I I saw, we still have to put the month one campaign report together still. But from what I did see, some of the videos did get some traction. Um, I think there was one video that got like over 11,000 views. Mm. Um, And it was really interesting because it was the headlines generated from maybe a little tweaks to make sure it's not like super, you know, robotic but it was the headlines that were generated from uh, ChatGPT that we turned into TikTok videos.
0: Wow, uh, uh, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> so you t- you talk about the, the the prompt being the key that 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 really knowing the instructions to give and how to give those are the key. This sounds a, a lot like um, the garbage in garbage out thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so say more on that.
1: Sure. So um when you write a prompt, normally like the first thing that you should start your prompt with is what do you actually want it to act as? So when you want like better outputs, uh for example, instead of saying like write the write, you know, ten ten hooks for a TikTok video, you would start by saying like act as a social media strategist. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a TikTok marketing plan, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just give it like direct, very precise um, what you want it to come up with. And you can even tell it the format, the output of how you want the information presented, bullet points in a table format. Um, you can get really precise. S-
0: so the key is learning the prompts.
1: Yeah, well, not necessarily uh, having to memorize them, but more so like at least being familiar with the structure, right? So it's like, what role does it actually, um, what role does it take or it has to like act into? Uh, what is the the question or like, what is it that you actually want it to to do for you? Mm-hmm. Creating some, for- some sort of format, giving it context, um, giving it guidelines of specifically what you want the AI to do. And you can even add in, like, things like tone of voice or, uh, you know, how many words you wanted to to put out. You could give it, like, examples to say, like, you know, this is an example. I want you to create something like this. So you, you, can, you can definitely, like, train it and guide it in, in your direction, but it should always be a little bit more of a, I want to say, like, more of a bulky prompt because that way you can include a lot of information for the AI to be more specific.
0: So all this goes into that one search bar. I don't yep. know if that's the term we're talking using here for chat GPT, but that, that bar, right. That you put it all in there and cut and paste it, whatever you want to do, you put it right in there.
2: Yep. And
0: yep. Yeah. So, so you, so what, a, a lot of the criticism and I think it comes from a lot of people that have probably never have been on it but, but but they read what other people criticize and they want to glom on to that right is they talk about this being um ai being artificial well that's that's a original thought um a um uh that it's plain vanilla and uh, so there and it has no tone of voice so talk, address those criticisms
1: Sure. Yes, uh, I think what's important, especially when you're when you're dealing with AI for content, and in, in this case, like as, as an example, it's too generic. It's it it's very shallow. It, it lacks the human emotion, you know, perspective, insights, all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think the first step is that you know people have to understand that just because they gave you a content idea doesn't mean that you have to copy and paste it <laughs> into you know LinkedIn or whatever the case is. You should still do your due diligence, and, like make sure that you're um, optimizing the content to still sound like you. If anything, for content use case specifically, it's more so just using it as an inspiration or a guideline of what's something that you could talk about. But what would make your perspective refreshing for people to read is your unique experiences tied to that subject. So in content sense, I would use it more of a inspirational um rather
0: than just copy-pasting. Yeah, and that seems like pretty elementary to me, but I mean, you actually have to say that. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just like uh, plagiarism, right? I mean, maybe it's not the same kind of plagiarism, but copying-pasting never works. turns out real well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So are there some use cases that are better than others in your experience?
1: So, um, I I mean, it's it's really mind-blowing because uh, even, for example, I had, uh, just last year, I did a sales training where I actually invested in, in coaching for sales training. And it was interesting because I tried it with ChatGPT and I was like, you know, let me see if if chat GPT can act as my sales coach. So I gave it a prompt, you know, I told it to act as a sales coach that we're going to role play. uh, We're going to go through a discovery call and, um, and then at the end provide me feedback. And I thought this was really interesting because I gave it like all the context, like you're the buyer, this is what you do. So from a training perspective for companies, it's, it's mind blowing because if you can give, um, specific instructions on how you want to be trained mm-hmm. this is saving so much time for companies of having to train their staff on whatever task they need to do because they can just be trained um to ai like it, could chat gpt can pick up on the prompt and and run through the exercise with you and i thought that was very powerful but uh but i'm sorry go ahead
0: no i um No, I didn't say anything, but, but, but since you stopped, let me ask you a question about that specifically. Give, give an example out of that sales training that where you had that live individual, I guess it was that, that helped you, um, give an example of maybe a specific part of that training that you got out of chat GPT that you felt was, um, uh, just as robust as what you got from the human being.
1: Sure. Um, well, what it was was the, the one, the one on one role play. Even though in the, in the live course, there was, uh, you know, it was a group thing and there was a lot of role play calls and it was very efficient and effective. The cool thing about Chat GPT is that I didn't have to wait for that call. I didn't have to wait in line to raise my hand in the Zoom Mm. and say, can I go next? Right. It was in that sense, it was very effective. Um, in addition to that, it was like instant, it was like, um, you know, on my own time. And and I got the feedback. Um, I also was very precise with the prompts. So I told her like what, what style of sales, uh, conversation I wanted to have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, but now this is, this is where it's kind of like with a grain of salt because I knew what the, the correct process, I knew that the flow that was happening with chat GVT was correct. Had I not known, I was just kind of leaving that to chance so I still think like this is where it's important. We're AI is still very new to the whole world that we're still in that in that stage where it still relies on humans. Um and eventually you know it's going to be even more powerful but as of right now it still requires a human interaction with it.
0: Yeah and that's where I was going. I was going to ask you like what what um you obviously had the live sales training in you must've found value in that, uh, at that time. Right. So, but you knew because of that training, you knew exactly kind of how, how to, um, uh, craft the prompt that you used Mm -hmm. in chat or the prompts that you used in chat GPT. Yes. Okay. So, so that's, that's really where the magic is, I suppose, in turn is, is really knowing what, what, what instructions to give. So, the the what you put in doesn't result in garbage out.
1: Yeah, and and it's crazy because I saw an article on Bloomberg earlier this week that uh, some companies are paying up to uh, over three hundred thousand a year for to be able to put in the right prompts into AI.
0: I saw that. And, um, you know, it, it, it suddenly made me think Isabella may cancel my interview because she doesn't need to talk to me, but, (laughs) but, uh, um, that was my first thought, Isabella. But let's, let's talk about the, the, you have, you have developed an entire library of tools and use cases for, uh, chat GPT. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's gives everyone a sense of the breadth of that
1: sure um yeah so this is something that just for like my own my, it, it became like for my own sake and then it was like wait this is very helpful for everyone else because i had been using chat gbt and all these like different creative ways um i started you know keeping track of the prompts that i was using how i was getting like certain things and then I said, you know what, let me actually compile a database. Let me just give it away to, uh, initially it was to the LinkedIn community
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it just kind of took off. So I was like, all right, well, everyone can have it. That's not a problem. Um, it has a ton of prompts and I'm continuously adding. Every time I, I go in and and, and create new uh, prompts, I add them into the library so that you don't have to memorize. You can just, you know, copy and paste it into chat GPT and, and, uh, And in addition to that, there's a lot of AI tools because it's not just ChatGPT. There's also Google has Bard. Um, So it's in terms of like the uh, ChatGPT sense, those are like the prompts. But there's over, I think in there we've compiled, I think over 120 AI tools already. Mm -hmm. Depending on, it's crazy. You can even use it for like DEI, you can use it for HR you can use it for sending emails. Like it's, it's really wild how fast the AI space is moving and the products are coming out to make everyone's lives easier.
0: Yeah. That's what's struck me about your uh, library. Um, and that's what it is. Cause it's that robust. I mean, you've got all Thank these you. libraries, this library of all these prompts with, in all these different uh, categories. Um, Let's talk about, well, let's talk about HR. I mean, since you brought that up. So like you've got, for example, and I'm sitting here looking at it, folks. So you've got um, leadership and employee development, communication and collaboration, recognition and rewards, just to name three of them. So, um, um, and one of them talks about how you, how, let's take recognition and rewards. So, one of them talks about how what steps you would take to provide employees with meaningful incentives and rewards, so how did you come up with that? Why did you come up with that and why and and how did you assess the quality of the results you got out of that particular prompt?
1: Sure, so a lot of the building uh as of lately has been talking to professionals and asking them like you know what are what are things that you um what are things that you, that you normally think about or what are things that you normally have to like type up when you're working or, or things like that. So it was a mixture of that. It was also a mixture of Googling what kind of, um, you know, what kind of questions HR professionals in this case would, would be asking themselves. And that prompt in particular, that one is to just get the conversation flowing. Mm-hmm. But then as the conversation starts evolving with chat GPT, you can then give it more commands like, you know, my company does this, or we have this in place. What about, you know, so it's, that's, those prompts in, in that case are more for like, uh, to interact back with chat GPT until you get the, uh, the, 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 customized answer for your organization.
0: It's really a conversational funnel. It sounds like, I mean, you're, 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 you continue to funnel down the, the, the results until you get what you're looking for.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the, um, uh, well, again, I mean, and we'll put the link in the, in the, uh, show notes, but, um, you've got, uh, Facebook, uh, related like ads and posts and whatnot. Uh, same for LinkedIn, um, uh, graphic design. That one stood out to me because a lot of people don't think, uh, haven't gotten turned on to that quite yet in terms of, uh, uh, well, the the Canva, for example. Why don't you describe what's going on there?
1: Yes. Um, When it comes to the graphic design side of things, it's more of um, image to text. Mm -hmm. I mean, text to image. So crafting a prompt to get the image that you like. Um, in addition to that though, there's also one thing that I used just for like for own purposes. And I was like, that's actually very helpful. I asked it to help me with, um, color psychology for branding and to provide the hex codes. Cause obviously it's a, it's a text, right? You're going to get a text. You're not going to get an image from chat GPT and, um, and yeah, and, and it provided me the hex codes and then I went on Canva and I, you know, put in all that information and I was just like, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it also tells you, you know, kind of like how, how your branding should look like the elements and, and all of that. So, and that use case, it was really interesting. Um, and again, it just speeds up the process that you would normally have to go in and do that research of the color psychology in that case, for example.
0: What about, um, infographics? Um, and this is another one or, or you're, Section is infographics or visuals, so um that's a situation where you're putting in uh text and creating some sort of image out of that, right?
1: Sure, you can ask for the text in that case, like it's just the what chat GPT will provide is the context the mm-hmm. content so same with like Instagram, LinkedIn carousels it'll provide the content for you, but then you still have to do that manual piece of fitting it into the infographic
0: right, right. And uh, it sounds like, though, that that step may not be far away from being eliminated at some point. All this is going to get stitched together, uh, uh, right? That, that would some, be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> for will the be
1: graphics in particular.
0: Yeah, that will be uh, <laughs> th- that will uh, move the cheese for a lot of people. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's. I want to talk about how you've developed how this works for you. I mean, you talked about how you've, you've um, developed all these prompts. You're, you're pretty jazzed up about it, obviously, and and really been, been uh, going after it within, with intention. I love the way you've described how you've talked to various people in various industries Uh, (laughs) to do that. Yeah, that's, that's um, uh, that's I would think an essential part of this, but talk about how you're monetizing this, work on your behalf and 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 at the end folks i want to give some shout outs to some opportunities that isabella has for you to learn but go ahead isabella
1: for sure um so it's really interesting because it kind of in in a sense the idea behind it was um we're going to create this whole uh community around ai chat gbt specifically for like business use cases, just because I was so excited about how much impact it had on my own, on my own marketing agency.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's interesting because um, it's kind of like a, a, a dual thing. The more attention that we get on LinkedIn, the more people want to learn more about the marketing agency, but there's also a, a new thing, a new side of things that people are asking more about, you know, specific prompt engineering for their companies, SOP developments and stuff like that. So it's really interesting. Um, if anything, it's just continuing to help us grow uh, our business and adding this new leg. And also in terms of like the monetization, it's also, uh, brands we're starting to have some, some AI brands approach us and say like, Hey, can we, you know, pay you to put this on, on the database? And, and that that's kind of how I pictured, um, that was kind of like the strategy behind why I was giving the the database for free Mm -hmm. to help the community as a whole, but then monetize it through brand partnerships and and UGC. Um, And and just because I come from that background, I thought that was like the most beneficial. So that way it can be super valuable to the community as well.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, uh, let's talk directly to services providers so our our consultants our attorneys our accountants what have you out there that they've got a practice to run um, they've got their own discipline uh, whatever that is and and of course they've got all that goes into that whether it's um marketing or running their back office or whatever so where do you suggest someone that fits that category start with the capabilities of chat GPT because it's so overwhelming. It's like a fire hose.
1: Yes. Uh, the best suggestion is to start with one department at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have like your marketing team or uh, just the other day, I was helping my, one of my cousins who does work with like a finance company um, and they're starting this whole like in-house underwriting department. So we were just creating like underwriting SOPs for the underwriters and um, so it really just depends on like what your, I would say like the most, maybe like the most challenging in terms of time, start there because if you can optimize that to be easier with uh with AI, not just ChatGPT but any AI tool, if you can make that department easier for the flow of things, then uh, that's going to be like first of all a huge uh, pain point that's been lifted in your company and then start working towards the other departments.
0: And so you're talking about what, what, what part of your company you're spending way too much time on in terms of a process flow. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Like, for example, like for us, um, a lot of the, the time that we were spending on was on the actual, uh, research of like market research seo audience persona that was like the biggest thing that took us forever to uh do all the research and create you know ideal um audiences and not just from our point of view but also from like our clients that's always like such a challenging question who's your target audience you know what Mm -hmm. are the pain points it's and with chat GBT, um, just asking it, you know, like I want to create an audience persona for someone that would buy something like this, mm-hmm. include pain points, include desires, include buying behaviors, include specific brand names that they buy from. You get all of that in like a minute.
0: <laughs> that, all I could do is laugh at that. I mean, that's amazing <laughs> to me. Um, um, Yeah, (laughs) but but uh, but again, see what happens is people hear that and they and immediately their trust factor goes like way down. Right. I mean, they think how how can you trust results that you get in a minute?
1: Yeah. And, you know, not just the the trust factor, but also like I've seen people kind of go through like an existential crisis of like, why am I even here? You know, like (laughs) (laughs)
2: like
1: everything I've worked for, uh, I no longer I'm being replaced by a machine. Um, but this is, this is one of those things that I, I really believe that humans are still very essential in the process. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be a matter of, um, I kind of have this perspective on it where, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I have this perspective of how, when we used to do, you know, Microsoft word, we -hmm. have to learn Microsoft word. Um, especially I was in school, so I didn't really have to like go through that, but I remember like, my grandparents, my parents, they all had to, you know, learn this new technology if they wanted to be their more effective at their job or, or get a raise or stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what's happening with AI, where if you if you don't adapt, it's going to be one of those things that, you know, you're going to be replaced by someone that has adapted. It's just a skill. It's an added skill to add to your resume. And it makes you super powerful and super, um, you know, it gives you a lot of leverage within your company. The, the way that I see it is if you are, you know, you alone as a marketing, let's say as a marketer, right? You alone as a marketer, you have to then hire a copywriter, a funnel builder, a web designer, um, a graphic designer. But with AI, you have your own team of experts. So now the company can have like a you become a powerhouse for the company. And that allows you to also ask for raises and be way more valuable. Um, and the same for like the actual owners of these organizations, the owners of service firms, if you have AI in your processes, you get results for clients a lot faster, or you get client service delivery faster, Mm -hmm. which means that your clients are going to be super happy, and they're going to see results faster, they're going to stick with you, versus the person that's still, you know, doing market research for three weeks. Um, It's just one of those things that it makes you more competitive.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh do you worry about or or have you confronted this the fact that you can get results so quickly that that the client on the, across the table looks at you and says, "Well, I don't know that I ought to pay <laughs> pay a tremendous price for this because uh it's so easy." quote unquote, right?
1: So that's where you price in the value, right? And the positioning. Um,
0: Thank you for that. It's the same thing
1: as like, <laughs> yeah. do you remember that that graphic of a carpenter that, uh, you know, there's like a nail on the wall and then the carpenter's like, yeah, I'll charge you like, you know, $100 for that. And the other person's like, I'll charge you, you know, hourly. Mm-hmm. And the person is just like, why would I pay you $100 for that? And it's because I have the specialized skill to be able to know where to put the nail on the wall to not, cause any issues and that's exactly the the positioning and the branding that um service firms attorneys you know that's a, that's a that's kind of like what you need to align yourself with mm-hmm. uh i've had some people on linkedin comment on my post saying specifically for attorneys that they're doing like cross-examination questions within minutes mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know it's <laughs> it's really wild <laughs> It's yep. really wild.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and and again it gets back to to uh prompts, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get very specific about the prompts and I mean, in that case you can um uh put some sort of like profile of that individual. You may if that individual's a public figure, you may you may actually put their name um yeah. in there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, if uh, if they're if they're celebrities, um, I know that you can do like you know write it in the tone of voice of Kevin Hart, for example. It'll, it'll be a humorous output. So yeah, you can definitely insert um, celebrities, and, and if they're not that well known, it'll just ChatGPT will just say like you know as a language model, uh, <laughs> I don't really know who that is, and it's okay. You just can keep trying. Nothing's it's not going to explode or anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the- yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, um, I guess the, the, the visual that comes to my mind is the funnel. I mean, you, you keep funneling down until you get through prompts until you get the, the, um, results that you're looking for.
1: Yeah. Even, even for funnel, like speaking of funnels, even for funnels, um, we had a client that we helped do a virtual event, like a boot camp. Mm-hmm. And the same thing. Normally the boot camp setup would have taken me about two or three weeks to put the emails together, to put the funnel together, the promotional materials, everything. And in like two or three days, we had the whole thing up and running, launched. You know, it's it's really it's really speed is what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I still had to go through the, the answers and like, you know, modify it to actually make sense and, and sound like a human. But that's why it's like, it's not 100% replacing you. It's just making your life a whole lot easier. And then you just have to go in and do the tweaks.
0: So let's let's talk about the re- the results that uh, I think some have commented on, where there's inherent bias, where there's ethical issues, that kind of thing. Why t- talk about um, filtering the results to filter that kind of that kind of stuff out.
1: Yeah, so um, that's one of those things that that um, we kind of have to like keep in mind that it's all learning from somewhere. Mm-hmm. so it, it will naturally tend to sway one way or the other, but for like things in particular, like business use cases, um, it it's not necessarily, I mean, I just, I mean, maybe if you're in like legal where it can get a little political, but um, for like traditional use cases, like customer service, marketing, sales, that kind of thing, it's not really that, that, um, it's not really like that, that impactful in that sense. If you do want it to be a little bit more inclusive, you can say like act as a DEI, um, you know, act as a head of the DEI and make this paragraph more inclusive or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think for like the typical business case, uh, at least so far, I haven't encountered um, too much of, of how it could be bi- biased. But again, it depends on the prompts. You right. know, it, it depends on the prompts. Like if, if you want to, um, if you're if you're coming from like a certain angle, you, you you just have to say that. You could also tell it to be like a devil's advocate, like using that word, that's a command. Be a devil's advocate about this. You can say, um, you can say, uh, what was the other one? Um analogous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like to give you an analogous response. So you so you can kind of like get it to when you get a response, you can kind of get it tweak it so that it actually shows you both sides. Um, but it it just comes down to the prompts, not taking the the first, you know, the word for it.
0: So let's talk about, um, chat GPT versus, uh, Google and Google's Bard. uh, talk about what, what, if you've, if you've dived into both and what, what kind of, um, conclusions do you have about both?
1: Sure. Yes. Um, I did. I did start using BARD. Uh, I think you, you still have to be on a on a wait list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did start using BARD and it's just very new that so far, I think ChatGPT has been giving better answers. Um, from what I understand, though, BARD has access to the Internet. Like it actually has access to like real time data, whereas ChatGPT um, 3.5 is all the way through the end of 2021. Mm hmm. And ChatGPT4, which just released, uh, that, from my understanding, it was uh, as a random number, but just kind of paint the picture. I think the the it's like, you know, 100 billion uh, data points, whereas in ChatGPT4, it's like this massive, like in the trillions of the amount of data that it actually is pulling from. So ChatGPT4 is massive. Um the amount the the prompts and the the output that you can get from chat gpt 4 is also a lot better than chat 3 but um but bard when i tried it it was still too generic you know like i asked it to do the the same market audience prompt and it was just very generic like pick a target audience pick your social channels and it's like that's not mm. that's not what i was asking you know right um
0: <laughs> yeah it was very high level results yeah got it yeah
1: exactly
0: and do you recommend at this point and i mean look we're 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 in march thirty first as we do this interview and and uh who knows what's gonna you know happen just two months from now but um um but you've gotta you've gotta be a paid subscriber to chat g p t to get version four right yes so do you recommend that um the average person out there be a paid subscriber or the results that they get from version four that much better than 3.5?
1: Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, I have, I have the paid version, but I have the paid version because, um, I started just using it every day in in my daily activities that Mm -hmm. around noon, um, it would just start crashing because everybody, it would just be an influx of people. So it would be really slow. It would start crashing. So when you upgrade, it's like $20 a month. You know, it's not anything crazy. Um, And and that meant that I didn't have that lag time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: In the process, of course, then I got access to ChatGPT 4. For the average person, though, I think ChatGPT 3.5 is fine. Um, You know, it's something that the the downside right now with ChatGPT 4 is that you can only use 25 prompts in three hours so they have a limit because it's new they're rolling it out it's probably a lot more technology on the back end
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so wh- whereas on chat gpt3 you don't have that limit and also chat 4 is slower so you can just see it like type and it takes forever whereas um uh, version 3 uh 3.5 it's it's very fast like you just see it like sip through so if if you do decide to upgrade i would i would upgrade based more on like the speed of the usage mm-hmm. and not having that limit um uh, but it doesn't hurt to try chat gpt 4 it's 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 way more uh powerful
0: yeah um yeah that makes sense to me um well i mean i'm a, i'm a paid subscriber so i i i just for that very reason so for $20 <laughs> a month why not um um so, let's. I want to, um, as we kind of wrap up here, I, I want to um, make sure we talk about you and kind of the services that you offer, um, Isabella. And you've got you've got a workshop coming coming up um, that I noticed. So let, let's let's give a. You've given us a lot of great information. Let's give give you a chance to talk about how folks can connect with you and and learn more from you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Um best way to connect right now is on LinkedIn. Um you know like my name on there is Isabel Bedoya. Um and uh, other ways to connect with me, I also have the uh the AI database library and a Slack channel inside of that uh database, which we'll probably link the link it at the end of the video, right? Mm And the show notes. Yep. Um and yes, I do have the workshop coming up. It's on April 12th um, at noon Eastern. So 12 to 2 p.m. It's a two-hour workshop. And the purpose of that workshop is to actually go through uh, business use cases, you know, how to actually monetize it, um, discover a little bit more on like the different roles and the different operational workflows that you could create with it. So it'll be very interactive. Um, and also it since it's live, It's not necessarily like this, um, you know, it'll be live in the sense also of we get to interact with it. So if anyone has any like prompts that they want to see or any things that they actually want to talk through, um, it'll, we can, there's time for that.
0: That's terrific. Um, Isabella Bedoya folks, she is with fame hackers. That's her firm. And um, just in general um, chat, be, chat GPT aside, um, talk about your work at Fame Hackers. Um, let's, let's get that out there as well, Isabella.
1: Sure. Yes. Um, at Fame Hackers, we help with building personal brands. Um, and a lot of the things that we do is, you know, short form video marketing, um, creating monetization strategies like virtual events or whatever the case is. And um <clears throat> in addition, excuse me, in addition, this is where AI is amazing because um we have figured out ways to integrate AI into like the video editing so the videos are super fast um and super high quality too, and very engaging following all those all the uh all the engagement tactics that <laughs> short from video creators use so that's essentially what we help with um we have I have worked with organizations as well with like just their marketing strategies um. But right now, like I mentioned, we're having this whole, uh, influx of, of people asking us to help them with their AI SOPs internally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's in a nutshell, essentially like what we do.
0: Yeah. I am, I am sure you have been busy. Um, and, con- <laughs> and congratulations on that. I, lo- I love, uh, uh, stories like this where, uh, someone with your ingenuity is taking advantage of an opportunity in the market which you obviously have done so congratulations on that and your success
2: thank you yeah and
0: thank and thanks for uh uh sharing your time uh with us but one more time just for uh to make sure people have the uh information on how they can connect with you
1: yeah on uh on linkedin uh my name is isabella doya and uh i think the handle is isword i z z w o r d
0: Terrific, Isabella Bedoya with Fame Hackers. Isabella, this has been um, enlightening, fun, and um, I'm sure for some scary. But it all it's <laughs> but it's all but it's. I think it all adds up to something good, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on.
1: Of course, no, thank you. And if anyone has any questions or want to chat further, feel free to reach out. Um, and thank you so much, John, for for having me here.
0: Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate you. And folks, just a uh, quick reminder. Uh, if you want more information on this series, this uh, podcast series, go to pricevaluejourney.com. You can find the, the, um, uh, show page or the show archive there. And, and of course, you can also find that on your favorite podcast app pretty easily. If you want to find it there, um, you can also sign up to receive updates on my. A book that's coming out later this year called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. And if you'd like to uh, send me a note directly, please do so, john at johnray.co. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks again to Isabella Bedoya for joining us on this episode of The Price and Value Journey.